Thank you for tuning in to the Metamorpho Podcast with Pastor Abraham Asidu. This podcast is brought to you by Life City Campus Church, University of Ghana. Join us every week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday as we bring you spirit-filled messages that will transform your life and make you whole. You can listen to the Metamorpho Podcast on Spotify Podcast, Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, Audiomac, Google Podcast, Podbean, and SoundCloud. Now, the message from God's servant. Okay, verse 2. Let's go. After two days... Oh, you're not there. Hosea 6, verse 2. Let's shout it. One to go. After two days... Hey, hold on. You all said renew. After two days... I'm hearing renew. Whose version is saying renew? Everybody's version is saying revive. Because revive is... is After two days. Now hold on. I'm just showing you something. Are you listening? He's talking about I can't meet you. (laughs) So the first day day is when we return to the Lord. And we're there. Everybody say we're there. After two days... He will revive us. Camp meetings not come and go. Some people, they want to do the camp meeting like they are passing through some uh, political seminar. Okay, cool. But camp meeting, you, you usually have to be there. You have to be in the environment of the camp. Are you with me? Hallelujah. But he said after two days, he will revive us, right? Are you seeing it? So, a lot of times, it, you won't go one day and you have gotten fast revival. One day. Five minutes. God, do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Revive me, Lord. Five minutes. No. No. Are you catching that point? Now, five minutes. Now, five minutes. Maybe I know ten minutes. Maybe I know one hour. No, I two hours. But revival, not the It should be. You know that that when they are rewinding the tape, then they are back to the beginning. You want it like that, like coke. You are done. No, everybody say the revival may take some time. Yes, Hallelujah. So, you see, you must make your mind up that, no, I'm going to wait on the Lord. I'm going for this. And this is the reason why I'm going. And you have to be there. You know, time will not allow me to show you. There come meetings Moses had, eh? God will tell Moses, Moses, come to the mountain. Then Moses will be there 39 days. God will not show up. Nothing will happen. You, if you came, you just come when you were praying the two hours and have not come to say, in the past, I don't want my... God said, Moses, come. That's all. Day one, no God. Day two, no God. Maybe day 15, the God will come and say some few words. He says, you stay there. Ooh. Day 29, he comes to say a few words. Oh, okay. Then day, day 39, he was giving him. Uh, then day 40, he, said, he realized that, hey, Aaron is doing some calf. You let's stop the committee. Go down. If not for the Aaron calf, maybe he would have stayed there for 60 days. Are you with me? Hey. <laughs> If we came for committee, then I just said, sit. We won't say anything. Some of you, you will just be like, <laughs> 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 
Are you, are you listening? Some of you, you go to WhatsApp now. Because uh, how can you be at one place and... Uh, Hallelujah. So the revival may take some time. He says, after two days, after two days, depending on how zealous you are for the revival, after two days, you can get some revival. Oh, you are going to be revived in this camp meeting in Jesus' name. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Just a moment. Amen. Are you enjoying what we are sharing? Wow, me too, I'm enjoying it too. It's a powerful message. Amen. After two days, he will revive us. Now look at it. Let's continue. Let's continue. In the third day, he will what? Oh, Charlie, you are not talking. In the third day, in the third day, the question is, ah, but were we dead? Were we asleep? It's just letting you know that when you are not rising and rising spiritually, you are dying. Sometimes you are dead. Hey, hey. So we have to revive you. Then it's like somebody is asleep and you wake him up. The person is still lying in the bed. Then now you have to raise him up. Are you seeing the spiritual oppression that God has to do on you? Hey, are you seeing it? It's spiritual. So somebody you better but I don't think there's anything wrong. Yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me just hold your place there. We'll come there. But let me read something to you. Go with me to um, Ephesians. Ephesians. Hallelujah. Is that the time? Catalamandos. Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5. Amen. Now, when you read Ephesians 5, from verse 1, Apostle Paul talks about sin happening in the lives of believers. Are you listening? We are still on returning to the Lord. No. Believers. I was just meditating one day and I realized that Apostle Paul was one of the persons who talked about fornication in his letters. I was like, wow. So those who think that we, because of grace you can do anything, they, they are just, they, they are, yeah. they've missed it big time. This is the, the grace, celebrated grace preacher. Warning fornicators. Warning against fornication many times. Many times. Eish. Are you with me? Now, so, Ephesians 5 from verse 1, it talks about all those things they do, which they are doing in darkness. They cannot do it in the light. And he's saying that some of the things they do, some of the things they do, even <laughs> unbelievers who say, oh, ho. <laughs> One day I saw a joke on Facebook. Somebody says, God, give me a God-fearing woman to marry. The first one that I married, he, he, God fears her. <laughs> the person is, is, is doing bad things that even God is afraid. I mean, according to the person, it is well. So, you know, in verse 11, it says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. You know, 
but rather reprove them. For it is a shame if you speak of those things which are done of them in secret and all of that. But look at verse 14. So he's talking about believers who are doing bad things or you have allowed some things in your life. What, what should be your response? Look at it. It's, it's connected to Hosea 6. That's why I'm just showing you. Are you there? Verse 14. Ephesians 5, 14. Are you there? Let's read it together. One, two, go. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Everybody say, Awake. Now, so have you seen that he's talking about believers? And he's saying that once you have, you have allowed those things into your life, it's a sign that you are sleeping and you are, in fact, you are dead. So you have to wake up. And you have to rise up from the dead. It's very similar to what we were reading there, right? But this Hosea is telling you how you're going to achieve that. He says, come, let us return to the Lord. And we are not returning to the Lord for one day meeting. We are going there. And then, he, if whatever has been torn in our lives, he will heal us. Whatever has been smitten, he will bind us up, right? Then he says, after two days, so we are there. After two days, he will revive us. In the third day, he will raise us up. And we shall live in his sight. God is raising us up in Jesus' name. You are coming alive in his sight. In the name of Jesus. If I were you, every quarter I would delight a come meeting. I'm telling you. Because from time to time you realize that hey, it's like you took your fire. You see, when you left us, you had a lot of light. When you went home, all the darkness met you. And it's like when you want to shine, they want to cover the light. Hey. See, light in a free brightness called low current. My God. You need to recharge. Are you with me? So you should love camp meetings. Camp meetings are the places to re, 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 revive your spirit, your spiritual life, your prayer life, your commitment to God. He said after two days, he will revive us. And on the third day, he will raise us up. I don't want to go into that place because this is even my first scripture. Ish. Ish. Mercy, Lord. Hallelujah. Are you catching it? So, so are you seeing... The first reason why you should be attending camp meetings, yes. Camp meetings will help you to return to the Lord and to return to your spiritual state. You know, amen. You know you, you used to do dumb broadcast in your community without any sense of fear and shame. But now there's a certain guy he has come into your life. So when you want to preach, you are going down. You need to be revived. Hey! You need to return to the Lord. Tell your neighbor, return to the Lord. And awake. And rise out from the dead. Amen. Hallelujah. So what I want you to take away from this, this passage is that you should know when your spiritual life is not the way it used to be. Where is Josephine? Tomorrow. Hey, what will happen tomorrow there? Only God knows. A lot of people tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Which we are here. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, there's, there's more in verse 3, but I want to move to my next verse. So, reason number one. Have you seen reason number one why you should have come meeting? Reason number two. Let's go to Isaiah. Hmm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We'll close very soon, okay? So, we'll eat and come back. And we'll pray for a while. Hallelujah. Amen. Go with me to Isaiah chapter 40. 
Isaiah chapter 40. Amen. It's a familiar passage. So reason number two, why should you go for camp meetings? Why are camp meetings important? Reason number two is that camp meetings provide you the opportunity to wait on the Lord. Amen. And I'm just going to show you the things that happen when you wait on the Lord. Then I'll be done with that verse. Then I'll go to the, the, that point. Then I'll go to the next point. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time will not allow me. The way the preaching is going. I want to share a lot with you. Do you, you know that the first camp meeting, I mean, it might not be the first. Of course, people were having their own camp meetings. Jacob had his own camp meeting. And I'm telling you, you see, you see, oh, thank you, Lord. There, there are sometimes, if you don't separate yourself, you can miss a great destiny. and You can just miss it. You can just miss it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is well. It is well. Amen. But remember when God appeared to Moses when he was in Midian to go and bring the people of Israel out of Egypt, right? Do you know actually the narrative was that tell Pharaoh that the Lord said we should travel a three-day journey to a certain mountain, to worship him and offer sacrifices. Hey, you don't read your Bible. That was it. That was it. And that was when some of the, the things that happened to you guys, when you, whenever you want to rise, all of them are there. You see, the Bible has answers to everything. For instance, Pharaoh said, first, no. No. Like your parents will tell you, used to tell you, no. Right? Then later, when Pharaoh was about to give in, he says, Go. But leave your wives. Right? Go, but leave your children. Okay, you take your wives and children. Go, but leave your cattle. You see, it's like everything in the world wants to pull you in such a way that you will not go to that place. Until Moses said, We will not even leave an hoof. Are you getting a point? So, and, and that is a mystery. It tells you that whenever you are going for a camp meeting, eh, you must completely leave that environment. We, we went for a camp meeting recently. I left my phone, the, the phone that the whole world, everybody wants to call. I left it. And people were surprised at me. Every time I'm going for a camp meeting and I really am I'm, I'm into it, I don't take my phone. No. I don't take my phone. And I feel good. Receiving 1,000 calls. I'm coming to preach because people are calling. They are calling, sir. Sometimes I'm preaching, people are calling. Are you listening? So if you want to hold on to this phone and stay in your house, you will do the camp meeting. What kind of camp meeting is that? Even the calls will be enough reason why you can't even concentrate on the Lord. Are you with me? So you have to leave the environment completely. Completely. Amen. Alright, so... Let's go to Isaiah 40. Let's read from verse 27. Verse 27. Is everyone there? Verse 27. Amen. Now, whenever you come to a crossroads, crossroad in your life, it's like you are losing strength. You really want to advance, but it's not working. 
You really want to move forward, but you are not catching new direction. You don't know where to turn. It's like you're, you, are, you have come to a standstill in life. It's a time to have some waiting. Some, and, and a come meeting will provide you that opportunity to wait on the Lord. Are you with me? Hey, are you with me? Amen. So look at it. Are you there from verse 27? Are you there? One, two, go. Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God? Verse 28. Has thou not known... Now hold on. Let me just say a word on verse 27. Verse 27... It's talking about somebody who is saying, God, I'm suffering. Things, things are not working. And it's like you are not seeing. It's like you are not saying anything. It's like, like some, some, some people, I don't know, but there were a few people I spoke to and said, Pastor, I don't even know I'm going to pay my fees. And it's like they are confused. You see, once you come to that place, you need to hear something from God. You need to receive some direction from God. Are you with me? Are you with me? So it's time to wait on the Lord. Because the anxiety will not produce the money. Charlie, who has... Anxiety machine. Who the anxiety ni gumu an escape ye, an escape ye. Na kasi ye. Are you with me? So Jesus said, Who by your worries you have even extended your hair by one cubit? The ladies. After all your anxiety, you need perming cream to extend your hair. The anxiety didn't extend your hair. Hey, Mercy Lord. So you see, there's no way, there's no reason to be anxious. Are you with me? But whenever you come to the place like, ah, I just don't know what to do. Things, is, things are not working. Things are, it means you have to wait on the Lord. And here, it's like, the people of Israel are saying, Lord, we are suffering, you are not seen. Are you listening? It's like, it's like, it's like our suffering is hid from the Lord. He is not seen. He is seen that everybody is suffering, but our own, he is not seen. Or maybe, when, when he saw, he was sleeping. So he was dozing off, dozing off. He is not seen well. Are you listening? So the verse, that's the verse 27. Why are you saying that my way is hid from the Lord and my judgment is passed over from my God? That's what he's saying there. Now look at verse 28. Let's shout verse 28. One to go. Has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainted not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. So he's telling you that not at all. God doesn't get tired. God doesn't sleep. He sees everything. But you see, there's something you are supposed to do to be able to catch that new strength, to be able to catch that new vision, to be able to catch that direction. And that is one of the things that a camp meeting will afford you the opportunity to do. Are you with me? Let's continue. Verse 29. He giveth power to the faint. So God, why are you not giving me power and I'm fainting like that? Let's go. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Verse 30. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. Now we're going to shout verse 31. Verse 31. Let's shout it. One, two, go. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew Wow, let's go on. They shall with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Everybody say, I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm waiting on the Lord. One reason to attend a camp meeting is that it will afford you the opportunity to wait. 
on the Lord. And what will happen when you wait on the Lord? Number one, they shall renew their strength. In fact, listen, let me explain to you, they shall renew their strength. It means they shall exchange strength with God. Everybody say, I'm exchanging strength with God. So you see, your little strength, which cannot do anything, God will take it and throw it somewhere, and he will give you his might. Are you with me? Hey, are you following? Are you watching me? Amen. They shall renew their strength means they shall exchange strength with God. Amen. But look, watch it. The moment the strength of God enters you, eh, the first thing that happens is that you begin to fly. Hey. My God. Hallelujah. Are you there? Let's go. Let's read on. It says, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. Everybody say, I'm mounted up. I'm mounted up. Amen. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. As you have come for this camp meeting, and as you continue to wait on the Lord, you are exchanging strength with God in Jesus' name. And you are mounting up with wings. Hey, you say amen. amen. Or you are afraid to fly. You are mounting up with wings. You see, the moment you begin to fly, you leave the traffic. It's a message, right? I remember the first day I sat in a plane. There was no traffic in the sky. There was no traffic light. We didn't get to a place in the sky. They said, hey, place in the doors. Red means go, stop, this. No, the sky is, can you imagine? The sky is so wide. Hey, if you like go at 10, wherever you go, just, just move around. Just move around. Are you seeing it? Are you seeing it? When you fly, you see the top of people's houses that the owners have not seen before. Hey. You, you leave the, the mundane life, the normal, the normality. You live there. You live there. You become extraordinary. Hallelujah. But it happens when you wait on the Lord. And come meetings afford you a, a great opportunity to wait on the Lord. Are you with me? So for the sake of you waiting on the Lord, you should delight in come meetings. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I think this one, they have been able to deal with it fast. So let, let me go to my third scripture. Now, come meetings. Oh my God. Now, listen, before I go to that, that point. Do you know that, number one, the Sermon on the Mount, it lasted for days. Who can say no one beatitudes no? That's what people know. The Sermon on the Mount is Matthew chapter 5 to chapter 7. Every, all of those things were on the Mount. Hey, it was days. It was days. You don't worry. There's someone on the mount. Somebody will say, oh, but the Bible didn't mention the days. Okay, cool, cool. I'm going to show you another place where the Bible mentioned days. Hey, I do want to see some days. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes, eh, when you want, you want to receive a certain kind of miracle from the Lord, you need to try something like a come meeting. Some, you get out to wait on the Lord. You get out to be, it's you and the Lord for some days. Are you with me? Because you have been praying. And, and for me, this, this, let me tell you, this, this is how I live my life. 
Anything that I pray, one, two. I pray the scripture, I don't see a change. I'll add new scriptures. I, I add it, I don't see a change. I'll pray it in the night. I don't see a change. I'll pray it all night. I don't see a change. I'll add fasting. I don't, you see, I'm always, no, no, no. There should be a way around it. So there are some things, you have been praying prayers every day, but you are supposed to be adding fasting. And your mother is a fanti. She likes in Chichoe. So she, too, she wants her daughter to grow fat. So there's a conflict between your mother and you. Hey, the way <laughs> the, the way Nanaja is smiling, I can see that something like that is happening in your house. Is it true? Your mom wants you to eat well. Zizi, zizi, ezibana. Ezibana, so not fast in a one way. Yay! So you've got to get out. Hey! <laughs> Otherwise, you will say, oh, God, you bless my water and you bless my food. So I don't want mom by no. You quote the scripture. The Lord said, I, Thou shalt serve the Lord thy God, and he shall bless thy food, bread and thy water. The beer bless thy bread and water. When will you fast? Ask your neighbor, when will you fast? <laughs> so you realize that if you don't get out of the environment, eh, fasting, it will never happen. It's like when, you, when I, I, I was trying to fast during the Christmas season, I was able to do something. But you realize that the day you want to fast, that's the day the goat somebody gave you, the day they are frying it. Hey. And even when you have told them that you are fasting, they will come and say, oh, it's ready. That's enough temptation. Beverly, what do you think? Immediately you fast. Some people, when they present food, they say, I think it's God is speaking to me. God, God, God. This is not the deep type of fasting, is there? Hey, mercy Lord. Everybody say, mercy Lord. Hallelujah. Go with me to Matthew chapter 15. I'm just going to, I, I, I think I'll, I'll end somewhere. Because God was showing me a lot of reasons. A lot of reasons why you have to come for a meeting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My, 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 Thank you, Lord. Okay, so you know the day Jesus fed 4,000, do you know that that 4,000 had been with Jesus for three days? Ish. Ish. Hallelujah. Let's read Matthew chapter 15 from verse 32. Are you there? Hmm. Are you there? Let's even read from verse, verse 29. I think that's where the revelation starts from. Matthew chapter 15 from verse 29. Can we go together? One, two, go. And Jesus departed from thence and came nigh unto the sea of Galilee and went up into a mountain. He went up where? He went up where? When I, when I, I was living in Kumasi, in the Ashanti region, a lot of camp meeting sites were on mountains. And mountains, since the Bible times, they are good places to wait on the Lord. Somebody said, because of the mountain, when you sit there, you are closer to God than the rest. But at least, it, it makes you feel good. What do you think? So, I remember, I, I've gone for camp meetings at Abono Mountains. The Abono Mountains is very close to Lake Bosomche. You know. Then I've gone for camp meetings at Achia Mountains before. Hey! 
In fact, I've gone for my own, come meet me alone at a chair mountains before. And you see, it's very good though, because when you get there, and you realize that you are not even getting food, you pray, you fast. But if you, if you want to do your fasting in the midst of salad and assorted, then, then, when you open your door, the dining table says, salad, be, uh, 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 tuna, this, this. It's like, it's like you have, you have, you have been slaughtered. It's like somebody shot you. Bah! Hey. But when you are there, all you see is leaves and uh, people pray. You see, sometimes, do you know what? Sometimes, just one of the reasons why you have to go for a camp is that your father doesn't pray, your mother doesn't pray, your brothers don't pray. But when you go for that, everybody, kabayatana, kabaya. Just even seeing them, it will stir up something in you. What do you think? Yes. So a lot of you, I know when we come for camp, your prayer life is wild. Hey. It is wild. It will stay wild. It will stay like that. It is, even after the camp, it will stay like that. Hallelujah. Amen. It says, and, and so Jesus went on, up into a mountain and sat down there. Hey. Let's go verse 30. And great multitudes came unto him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. Now, this was like Jesus <laughs> in a healing conference for three days nonstop. Ish. Everybody say, ish. This is a healing machine that way. My God. But I just want you to know that it wasn't just the healing machine. The people too were there three days. And knowing Jesus, he would teach a lot. He would teach a lot. You know, he would teach, he would heal, he would teach, he would preach, he would heal, he would do, he would do all of those things. Right? Right. Now, so, one of the points I was showing you here was that sometimes you need a little bit of waiting to get a hold of a certain miracle because I'm sure there were some people who were not healed the first day. I get the point. But they still had to be there. Everybody said they were still there. Maybe the second day too, they were not healed, but they were still there. And maybe some of them, it was the third day that almost everybody was healed or all of them were healed. Are you following? Are you following? But watch it. So just to show you that it was three days before you think I've told you totally. Let's go verse 31. In so much that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to behold, the lame to walk, the blind to see, and they glorified the God of Israel. Now some of them too were working on miracles. Do you know Jesus too operated working on miracles? You think everything was quote and unquote magical, eh? One day, everybody say one day, Jesus prayed for a blind man. When he finished the prayer, he said, what do you see? He says, <laughs> are you listening? So, so Jesus had to work because sometimes you have to work the miracles. Like Acts chapter 3. When they said, silver and gold have I none. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. The guy was sitting down. You think the guy rose? Was he saying the Bible says that he held his hand to lift him. It's not like, so you, you work it. That's the meaning of working of miracles. That's why sometimes somebody will pray and say, begin to do what you couldn't do before. 
Because we are working miracles. We are not doing magic. <laughs> are you listening? And then we say, start walking. Then the person starts walking. And we're like, hey, I can leave the clutch. Uh-huh. But if you don't start the walking, that's, the, the thing is still with you. So Jesus who prayed, then the guy says, I see people as trees. <laughs> My God. <laughs> are you seeing it? So even Jesus had to work. I'm, I'm saying this because one of the reasons why they will be there for three days is, not, is that Jesus was not doing magic. He was working. Some of them were working miracles. So the meme that the people that you are seeing walking, you know, it's not everyone that Jesus say, arise, then they will fly. Then they will come and jump. And no, 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 no. Some of them, Jesus will say, you can walk. They say, I can't. He say, you can walk. He say, I can't. Huh. You have to work something. Are you with me? But watch it. It happened for three days. Look, look at it. Is that what? They what? Continue with me now. Three days, right? Hey, can you see what I'm seeing? Let's read it together. Then Jesus called his disciples, verse 32, unto him and said... I have compassion on the multitude because they continue with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And I will not send them away fasting lest they faint in the way. Ish. Everybody said they were fasting for three days. It's not the type of fasting that we do here. Oh. This type of fasting, the type of fasting, you know. But, but that tells you that when you go for a camp meeting, it's a good time to fast. So don't say, why is it that you guys, your camp meeting, we will fast? Ah. Jesus' camp meeting, were they not fasting? Jesus' camp meeting, they didn't even give them water home. Hey. And when they had the camp meeting, there were no bread sellers around. Some people, when they come for camp meeting, they have big milo and things in their bag. This camp meeting, there's nothing. It's one rich man's son that he gave him food. When you go, this, this, this Jesus guy, he can be crazy. You can be there for three days. So you let me give you something. <laughs> no, one day Jesus healed, healed. And his friend said, the guy is mad. It's a scripture. It's in the scripture. It's a healing machine. When the healing grow for three days nonstop, the guy is beside himself. Uh, it's, it's in the scripture. Anyway, so you see that Jesus said, Jesus said what? So you can switch the, the charger of the camera. It's not charging. Okay. Alright. So, is that what? They have been with us for three days, right? We cannot send them away like that. Else they will faint on the way. They have to even walk back home. There were no Ubers and boats there. They have to do leggy bends. Ish. Everybody say leggy bends. C-class. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you, you saw that it was sort of a camp meeting, right? And sometimes you have to do something like a camp meeting. So this will be reason number three. To, to receive a certain miracle. You, you have been praying, quote-unquote, casually. As a old boy, as a old mother, the miracle is not coming. Sometimes you have to add some weight into it. You have, to, you have to camp at this matter. Everybody say, I'm camping at this matter. Hey, you are not shouting. Say it. I'm camping at this matter. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Alright. So that's reason number three, right? Let me give you reason number four, then we close. Another time. Maybe another camp meeting, I'll share more. Or you want me to continue? Hey, no response. I come home, it is well. Reason number four. I think we can end at reason number four. What do you think? Camp meetings. Hey, are you ready to hear reason number four? 
can provide for you an opportunity to encounter the glory of God. This is the beginning of the message. This is the beginning. It's not working. Hallelujah. I said come meetings, we'll do what? Wow. And listen, do you know that when you encounter the glory of God, your life will never be the same? We pray some prayers. When you encounter the glory of God, eh? Your life. It's like when you hear the voice of God. Ah. For, for this Africa we are in, eh? You don't need to hear too many voices of God before you can become a big person. One, one, just one. Just one. Everybody say just one. Just one. The business that I'm doing, I just heard God's voice one. And now that business is just growing and expanding. I mean, we are now having five branches in Ghana. Achimota, Temakumasi, Takrade, Sunyane. We are about to open Tamale and Aflao. And we have started working on a branch in Lagos. Everybody say one word. I'm saying that in Africa, you just need one word from God. You can do something great. One word. Are you listening? One word from God can change your life. How much more encountering the glory? Oh my. Let me just take you. Matthew chapter 17. I don't know if we'll read another version, but Matthew 17, let's see. Amen. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's read from verse 1. Is everyone there? One to go. After six days. Hey, Charlie, you are not reading. Matthew 17 is, is two chapters away from where we read. Okay, let's go. One to go. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. Hey, what a coincidence. Have you seen another mountain? Another mountain. That's why when we went to the Anakazo place, it was very nice. It was like a mountain. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you for tuning in to the Metamorpho Podcast with Pastor Abraham Asidu. This podcast was brought to you by Life City Campus Church, University of Ghana. Join us every week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday as we bring you spirit-filled messages that will transform your life and make you whole. You can listen to the Metamorpho Podcast on Spotify Podcast, Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, AudioMac, Google Podcast, Podbean, and SoundCloud. Be part of our in-person services, Thursday at 5 p.m. and Sunday at 12 p.m. at the Lagan Hall Chapel, University of Ghana. God bless you.